Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Uh, I know many of you have probably sat down and like ate a whole lot more than you really wanted to, you know, that little extra piece of of that pie, that pumpkin pie or that apple pie. Uh, But there's a lot to be grateful about. And, you know, today, um, Susan Huff and I were just talking. She's my very special guest today. It's a lot to celebrate in so many ways. And yet, when you honor somebody's life, that's not here. And you do what Susan has done in writing this beautiful book, Walking with Savampu, a guide to claiming your authenticity, and deepening your sense of community. Wait till you hear about this. But when you take that walk with someone, and she and I have this in common, When you walk with somebody and they become your mentor, they become your guidepost, they become those people that for some strange reason in the world happen to show up at a time where you needed your life to be saved. I'm not just talking physically be saved. I'm talking the whole ball of wax. And you meet someone that helps you rise up, you know, that creates that space for each and every one of us to decide about the trajectory of our lives. And Susan had has, has had that gift and blessing. Now, you know, Susan, she was bringing the kiddos on and we're watching the kiddos create community. But this is her gift. She's a born healer. The journeys that she has taken walking with teens, walking with families, you know, a social worker, somebody that is out there that has seen horrific situations and, and has watched others, Sabanfu is one of them, watched others rise up, rise up and mentor and teach. This is Susan now paying it forward. This is Susan not just giving back because she lives and breathes that every day. Susan's like gives back all the time. You know, I don't even know how she has the time, but she does. But this and this book is a honor. It is a privilege walk. It is something about the story of a person, a woman that touched so many lives, continues to do now, even after leaving this earth's skin, you're going to hear about it today in a fabulous book. Very happy to celebrate this. I love working with Susan. I've watched this journey. 
you know, you hold the space for people to bring things to full circle. And she is the queen of that. Susan, it's great to have you. I'm so happy for you. What an honor to honor the journey and the walk. And what an honor to be always with you, Dr. Pat. You know how much I admire and respect your work in the world. And I bring you forward. So thank you for having me. I made a statement. I want to check in with you on it. You are many things. You are so many things. I didn't even talk about some of the other things. For example, when I say giving back, what that looks like is like, it looks like a woman that says, I'm going to, I'm going to work with this nonprofit. I'm going to help share, mentor, pay. I met the kids. So I know about the kids you're working with. And that's a reflection of your work. But you and I share one thing in common beyond living your gifts. We both had mentors in our lives, albeit what feels to me like a short period of time, but yet the imprint they left. Can you talk to how you've been imprinted on by the life of Savantha, who we're talking about today? I mean, I can't help but feel feel so much when you ask me that question because it's continual, right? Growth is continual. And the support I received from her was, um, how do you really live an authentic life? And it's not easy to live an authentic life. And I struggle with it still. I, I struggle with it every day, how to be more of me and how to have needs and how to help others to see that, that they ha- they need to have needs and then be able to feel what you feel and not um, vomit it on other people and um, how to get it out so you can then live your life fully and, and live your gifts in, the, in this crazy messed up world that we, we live in right now that has so much beauty and so yeah. much harshness at the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm struck by the people that have touched my lives. Let me give you an odd example. And then I want you to touch, talk upon it because people come into our lives. Sometimes we don't know how, sometimes we, we don't have a sense of it at the moment. Right. But we get to reflect back. For example, this picture behind me is a painted hand painted by my former acupuncturist mother painted it, sent it from China. And see, through my acupuncturist and our conversations and what we share and what we want to help within the world, a gift comes forward like that. What was your meeting with Sabanfu like? What was that meeting? What was that, that thing that if you could recall the moment where heart to heart connected I mean, I, it started with the book. I mean, I read, <laughs> I read, her, read her book and my heart felt it. Um, I don't think I've ever had um, this desire to find somebody ever in my life after reading a book. And it ignited a fire inside of me to 
um, give it to everybody because in this beautiful little village in Burkina Faso, West Africa, um, the Dagara gather when a baby's going to be born and the mother then goes into a trance and the baby speaks to the mother what the gift is. And I read that and something inside of me lit up. I, I can't describe it. And I get excited about things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, when I, when I believe in something, I believe in something, but this ignited me in a totally different way. And I needed to find her. And I did. And just her way of being, and, and it's not a story in there, but I do remember I meeting um, right before I brought in a Tibetan monk who was lovely. He was great. And I said, oh, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to bring in Sabanfu uh, to, uh, to do a workshop, which I had no clue what that meant, <laughs> to do a ritual. And he said, he ignored me. But when I told Sabanfu that I was that I had seen um, this Tibetan Lama who I brought in, she said, everybody needs a good Lama. <laughs> and I thought, what a difference in <laughs> recognizing the value of all traditions, recognizing that we um, grow from so many different things. And I think her being open and not shut down to think that her way was the only way was probably one of the best blessings she gave me. Mm. Now, let's talk about her for a minute. You know, the book, Walking with Sabanthu, Sabanthu Same. Um, you describe who she was when you opened the book. And then you talk about the fact that you were honored to learn from this woman for 17 years. Long That's time. a lifetime in some cultures, you know. But her name has a special meaning, doesn't it? Yeah, it means keeper of the rituals. Mm. And she was the keeper of the rituals. And she had a way of teaching rituals, but also through her being um, mm -hmm. that uh, transformed you just by being there and being able to express your grief or express your needs or express where yeah. you're at and not feel judged in any way whatsoever, whatever it was that you could make mistakes in life. I think I remember one time saying, I, Oh, I messed up on this. I really screwed up. And she, <laughs> she said, so what are you going to do about it? It wasn't like, Oh, shame on you. You terrible person. Right. You, that. you messed up. It's like, okay, so now what? And I remember thinking, wow, don't we all need to think that way? So now what? And not live with the shame or the blame or the grief, but transform it into how can you then continue forth being more you and learn mm. the lessons? Because if we don't do that, we're, we're going to be stuck exactly where we've been from the moment that we got hurt, abused, or whatever it may be. Yeah, I love that because we have to have, first of all, the courage to learn the lessons. That's not an easy task. People think, oh, maybe no, uh, but it's, it's got to be a one-two punch. It's just like, you know, you talk about in the book, Sabanfu spoke, large auditoriums, right? I read your quote that Gloria, Gloria Steinem said about her, but she wasn't just a woman of words. She was a woman of action. And so part one is having the courage, right, to walk. Part two is having the courage to act. 
And boy, and we it's need not, that. It's <laughs> right? It's not. I said to her one time, boy, you picked a really difficult trajectory in this life. And she's, <laughs> yeah, I really did. And then she paused and she said, and so did you. Right. And I said, but it wasn't, mine wasn't as hard as yours. And she said, maybe not, but it hadn't been easy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that, that was the beauty of her. I mean, it was a really difficult walk. She had to balance two worlds, Africa, here in the United States, and um, bring these rituals in a place where she didn't even want to leave her village to begin with. Yeah. She didn't want, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to leave that village either. You know, even though they didn't have water, there was this connection of community and seeing that everybody was necessary to make something happen. And there wasn't this, if there was a conflict, it, it was brought to the table and dealt with immediately and not pushed aside. Oh. I mean, who wouldn't, who would want to leave that? And she had to, that was what her gift was. Keeper of the rituals, and they had to not just stay there, they had to be brought forward into our modern world in our own way, is what I've realized more and more as I've walked on the other side of being yeah. with Salto, as I walk with her in spirit now. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I want to ask you about is I want to certainly ask you about her teachings, but also I want to ask you about, you know, this sense of looking at in the book, really taking a look at when we think about what it is that we're here to talk about. One of the things you say is ancient application for modern times. See, I think right there, I mean, we're going to go through some more of this, but people feel like they don't have an application they could use for their lives. And what you're bringing forward is to say, wait a minute, these things that I'm talking about, as ancient as they may be, they helped cultures rise. They helped cultures thrive. And let me ask you this, how do you see the significance of all of that and what you've learned as applying it to where we are today in the world, Susan? Well, I mean, I think we've gone numb <laughs> culture, right? And one of her biggest rituals was, a, was gr about grief, a grief ritual. And we've, we've shut down. We, yeah. We've become me-centric. We live in our small homes, you know, where we, we're expected to you know, pretend everything's great. We are all perfect and we all need these things. And we've forgotten about the we. And then we've become more and more separated. And how do you, those, those are, that's the wisdom of the indigenous people uh, is the we. And that yeah. you're not separate from each other and that you do humanitarian acts and you live from a humanitarian perspective to see that we all need each other. We need all levels of it. Yeah. I mean, you were touched by reading her books. I think the first book and then the, the second book, I think I, I, I was reading about this in your book today about how that touched you. I want to talk with you about, because sometimes the universe lines thing, orchestrates the oddest things for us. And then we get, then we go on a mission. 
right? We get like put into some kind of gear. And, you know, you could be sitting over here not being touched by very much. You pick up a book like many people are going to pick up this book that you wrote. They're going to pick this up and they're going to have the same inspiration touch their heart. And once it does, tell me, there's not much you could do to shake it, can you? You had to go, you had to seek this woman out, yeah? Oh, I, my golly, I, I bugged the heck. I, I tried <laughs> a couple months before I even reached her, um, calling and calling and calling. And it, every once in a while, somebody would answer the phone and say she wasn't there. And I'd be thinking, why doesn't she have a freaking answering machine? <laughs> yeah, she's pretty well known in that healing, in the healing world, which, you know, is a whole world in itself. And um, eventually she answered the phone and she just said, yes. I said, yes, what? <laughs> yes, I will do what you want. Please call my assistant tomorrow. I was like, I don't know what I want. And she mm -hmm. said, well, I guess you'll find out. I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's how it started. I mean, that's, a, you know, and I really did not know what I wanted, except that I wanted to know this woman who her words and her book and the way that her community interacted and the way that they were connected was waking up that inside of me. Yeah. And a part of me that I had known as a child too, on some levels, but not yeah. to that degree. So. Yeah. And what I love about this is the way you carve out and bring forward your lessons her lessons, community lessons, and the trifecta of change, right? You have an individual mentor, you have people that are willing to learn, you have community that gathers. And somewhere in the book, you said we were not meant to do this alone. No. And I think that's one of our greatest opportunities and greatest challenges, isn't it, Susan? Well, I think we keep things so inside. <laughs> in this brain and it becomes bigger and bigger and it becomes a story that may not be true at all and then you start acting out the story because you've kept it all inside and you haven't shared it with people that you know can hold the space for you to be authentic and yourself mm -hmm. and um i don't know about you but when i keep it inside for too long it comes out sideways and it's not pretty <laughs> it's uh, not. i mean you can't even put it through a strainer <laughs> That's how thick that stuff is. But, you know, one of the things that you talk about, and this goes back, I grew up in a community in the Bronx. And what do I want to say about the community? It wasn't, we don't think about those, those families that came over, right? We don't think about and talk about the community enough, unless we're watching some television show, right? Right. right. But those were communities that came from previous cultures and attempted to stay solidified here. And some of them do very well and some of them don't. But in the book, you talk about Sabanthu's way of practice. Tell us about this, this way of practice where she says, community is the spirit. And how did you come to know this, learn it, and then mentor others about it? I mean, I did small, grow up in a small community um, uh, myself. Leesburg was very small when I was a, a child. And so in some ways, my grandmother lived with me. I had 
um, not an indigenous upbringing, but I did have a um, generational upbringing yeah. you know, where my, I was in the same town. I was with, my grandfather was close by. My grandma, grandmother lived with me. I shared a bedroom with my grandmother until I was 12. So I did, I did have some of this and desired, there was a desire within me to, to have that. So when I read the book, it made me desire it again and want more for my community. And yeah. I knew that I didn't have the knowledge she knew she had, obviously, you know, I didn't grow up. I'm not, I'm not African. I'm not <laughs> black. I'm a white woman in, in the United States where, um, we, uh, as time went on, Leesburg became big. It didn't be, you, you know, you didn't live in the same way. You didn't, you didn't have your parents. I mean, I was lucky I had my mother and father there, but you know, they, it was still contained, if that makes sense. I still needed to behave a certain way. I needed, you know, to do it a certain way. I had needed my upbringing to be a certain way. And um, something about Sabonfu's tradition made me realize that I just need to be myself. I don't have to be what they, what I'm told I should be. And if I can do that and you can be who you're told you're, you know, who you really are, then something magical starts to open up for us all. Right. Yeah. Would you consider that one of her greatest gifts? I think, pass on? I think the biggest gift she gave me was community. I was mm -hmm. that, that we have to get back to community, that we have to get back to connection and we have to get back to being our authentic selves and not being what people have told us we should be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, I mean, the way the book was written was even honestly, the last chapter in the book, I didn't know what I was going to say until I got to the last chapter in the book. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to tell people what that is. So no, but let's talk about how people can get a copy of the book. For those of you just tuning into the show, um, I'm here with my friend and colleague, fabulous book, fantastic author. Um, the book is what she and I talked about many times, but to see it in print and to literally see the power of this, how should I say, this community being brought forward. It's walking with Sabantha, a guide to claiming your authenticity and deepening your sense of community. Why don't we take a moment? How do people, one, get a copy of the book? How do they find out about you? How do they find out about how community is growing, is alive and well, and all of that as we carry this forward? Well, I think, you know, you can go to walkingwithsabumfu.com and that'll take you to Amazon or any other, you know, borders or any of them have, have it available in, in the store. Um, but more than that, community is, I mean, I do it through my teens. I, I do community through my teens. I do it through humanitarian service. I think we all need to think bigger and more humanitarian based and realize that we are not, it, just because we are not, we have a home and a roof overhead doesn't make us better than people who don't. Right. You know, they haven't brought that upon themselves. It's right. been just the way it is. And that we need to come together. We need to figure out a way to cross these boundaries and to come together and not see one group more special than another group. And um, she taught that. She taught community 
community, community, and everybody has a gift and we have to support it to bring it forward. And if you don't support each other's gifts and see that you need each other in order to make a bigger impact in the world, we're screwed. Yeah, no kidding, right? Right. And you know, when we come back from break, I want to talk about what some of the things that you share in this book that are so precious. I mean, there are so many things that you share with us that we could apply in our lives today. Everything from the introduction to prayer and, you know, how that comes forward from her to you, to others, to then talking about some of the traditions and I want to talk with you about some of these. I know people, you're not going to get the whole book because you're going to have to read it. But I got to tell you, there's also a workbook here and much more. When we come back, are you feeling fire? Are you feeling earth? Are you feeling water? What are you feeling? Are you feeling air? Are you feeling them all? And if you are, do you know what to do with them? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Susan Hopp brings forward through Sabant through these beautiful, beautiful rituals, beautiful rituals for everyday life. And we can do this together. Let's take a short break. Everybody we will be right back. Even though your home base is one Enneagram type, you have characteristics of all the types. Tune in to Enneagram Conversations with Renee Siegel the second and fourth Monday of each month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how you can unlock your unlimited potential. Visit YouArePurePotential.com for more about Renee and her work. That's the letter U, the letter R, PurePotential.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Can you truly say that you know and love yourself? Corny Cottrell is an author, speaker, and 21-year active duty master chief with the U.S. Navy, here to encourage you to take back your power and live your life with intention and purpose. Tune in to Unapologetically Favored every fourth Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Walk in your purpose. Visit unapologeticallyfavored.com to learn more about Courtney. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Walking with Subantu, a guide to claiming your authenticity and deepening your sense of community. And boy, if there was ever a message that we needed now, it is this one. Susan Hopp, my very special guest, she is the author, but this is about the journey. It's about what transformation isn't just the name of a network, but transformation in action is what you'll find in this book. Because when you're blessed with meeting people in your life, and some of them, you may look at them and say, honestly, Mary Louise Smith, are you, you're like a mean boss. And she teaches you something like, what part of the problem are you? And you talk about it for the next 30 years. That's called impact. You're hearing today, from Susan Hart about Sabanfu, who is with us in spirit, as is Sedonia Cahill, one of my mentors. But the legacy, the journey, and the teachings must go on. And what Susan has done beautifully is she has written this book so you get to take the journey, then you can share this. Because what she's doing with her teens, it is not out of the box. There is no box. Susan, what is the best way, again, for people to find out about this, for, find out about your work? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I could take you to a couple things. Do for it. my teamwork and for putting wells in India and Africa, which is um, I, I empower these kids to step into leaderships and to step into their gift and find their gift within a project. I mean, it is absolutely my most favorite thing I do is to work with young people and really let them know that I believe they each have something and then how can they bring it to this project? Yeah. And I have um, students in Virginia, students in California, and they all really find their voice through writing, through speaking, through leadership in their own way, through sponsorships. And they've put in over, I think we've put in 38 wells now in India and Africa. And um, And we're talking about drinking water. For those of you that are thinking this is abstract, no. When, When Susan says wells, she's talking about water. Water, because people don't have water. And when you don't have water, potable water that you can drink, you cannot survive. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, Sabonfu said to me, you know, other than her coming over and and bringing these amazing rituals, right? She She said, you know, somebody asked me one time, what would I like to take back to my village from 
the United States. And she said, all I could think of was water because water is life. And in her village, they had, had to walk six to 12 hours for water. And when you think about that, how you can go walking six hours, you know, maybe get to a source of water, maybe not. Continue the walk, have to squeeze it out of mud, take ash and squeeze it out of mud and then carry it back. And she, she told the most amazing story and sad story. She was probably five. She was the one that had to walk. Yeah. She was so proud of herself that she actually was going to be the one to carry back the water to her, to her people, to her family. So she has it and she can see it because it's West Africa. And so it's kind of flat. So she can see her village in the distance. It's probably a mile away, right? Yeah. So she's so excited. This little, you know, crazy girl. <laughs> she's got, got it and she's running and she trips. And she spills the water. And she said, Susan, I thought I had killed my family. I was heartbroken because I knew they weren't going to have water that day because of me. I mean, oh my gosh, we think we have it bad. Go to your sink. Think about that beautiful element of water. And as you put it on, think, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to be able to wash clean whatever I need to wash clean because I have this ability to be so blessed by water. Yeah. You know, I had something happen over the past four or five days. A couple of things happened, but something happened with somebody I work very close with. And it felt so, it was gut-wrenching for me, was heartbreaking for me. And the only thing I could think about is what mental anguish must this person be going through to lash out, right? And I was reading, preparing for uh, the show. I like to get ready a couple days. So like Friday, I started to read the book. Mm-hmm. And then I got to something so key and such a reminder of what fear does and what prayer does. And I want to talk about this prayer you included in the book. And I cannot tell you what a gift this was to me this weekend. Not just about that experience, but we lost two family members this weekend. And it was no mistake that I had this. I was able to print it, take pictures of it. And, I, and the more I spoke it out loud, something happened. Is it okay if you share How Do I Pray by Sabanfu? I would love to share it. And there's a backstory to this. Please. She said right before she left, last time I saw her she said I'm going to send you this prayer it's going to be in some book so don't send it out for a while I don't even know what book it is to be honest (laughs) other than mine now (laughs) Um, she said because somebody asked me to write about prayer so don't share it yet wait a couple months so I said oh okay then she passed and um this prayer is my favorite prayer so it's called, How Do I Pray? by Sabam Fusume. I pray in many different ways. The clarity of my intention is the beginning of my prayer. In my tradition, every breath I draw is a prayer. Every time I inhale and exhale 
It is a prayer. So how conscious are you when you are breathing in and out? How conscious are you when you are walking? How conscious are you when you are singing? How conscious are you when you are angry? I pray in the way I show gratitude, love, or compassion. I pray alone and in community. I pray with my thoughts. I pray with my body. I pray in the way I speak to people. I pray to the various elements of nature, the trees, the animals, the water, the rocks, the earth, the fire. I pray to the ancestors and all the divinities. I pray simply with passion, humility, clarity, and grace. I pray in the way I welcome and bless people. I pray with whatever emotions come my way. I pray with sincerity and strong belief that what I am praying for is going to manifest. In my tradition, whatever you say is a prayer that you send out. Because sound is a powerful force that brings the hidden to light. And when you pray, something is going to say yes. So each moment in my life is a prayer. Each moment I reflect on myself, on the world, and on other people is a prayer. How I interact with people and how I deal with my thoughts is a prayer. How genuine am I is a way for me to pray. For me, all these things are sacred and are messengers and can take my heart cries, which are my prayers to the divinities. This is the power of how I pray. I mean, I can't read, read that without knowing the truth of that and how we all need to really think of life as a prayer. Yeah. What I love about it is I want to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about not just the power of the prayer, but the power of the prayer for whatever and whomever shows up. You know, it could be somebody that shows up. Peace Pilgrim was such an iconic figure. We don't talk about her enough. You know, this is a man that took a hitch. This is a woman who took a hitch in a truck with the serial killer and just showed so much love towards him. This is this prayer. I hope that when people get the book, I hope when they hear the show, that they will pull out from it something they need today, something they hear today. And I love, I love this line. And I'd love to talk to you about this when we come back, because this is what your book is about to me. This and much more. How I interact with people and how I deal with my thoughts is a prayer. Let's take a short break, everybody. Benny, when we come back, Remember that line, how I interact with people and how I deal with my thoughts is a prayer. Somebody may be coming at you with anger. Somebody may be accusing you of something. Somebody may have hurt you and betrayed you. Somebody may not even know that they've done any of that. But you are in full choice. And this book that Susan Hoff wrote, 
Walking with Sabanthu, this book, when you hear when we come back about the rituals to support this in every line of it, if you're not able to apply it, Susan will help you. If you're not able to read it and feel inspired, we both will help you. And when you do feel it, we ask one thing, you pay it forward. You help someone else, whether you think they are worthy of that help, whether you think that they have crossed you in some way that you'll never forgive them, because prayer and love have no boundaries, and you're going to hear about it in this book. We're going to take a short break, Susan. We'll be right back, everybody. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It is so great um, 
to have Susan Huff join me here today. And as I said before, this, this is a fantastic book. One of the things I want to say to y'all, um, here's what I know about it. I've read it now a couple times through. And I was telling her I read it Friday, but I didn't. I actually read it before the holiday. One of the things I love is this is the kind of journey that you can share with your children. See, this is the kind of thing that as you go through, you can share, right? Everything from sentences like imagine your daily, your day unfolding as easily and lovingly as possible. I mean, just that line. Um, Susan, I want to ask you because the book brings us in. It brings us in to a loved one ritual. There's so many things in here. But the medicine wheel tradition, I want to take a moment to talk about. Now, folks can go read the rest of the book, right? But can we talk about the medicine wheel tradition for a minute and what you learned about it, but also what you learned about the energy that emanates from it? It's interesting because this year is a water year in her tradition. And let us reflect upon how much water is about clarity Water is about movement. Water is about diving deep. Water is about grief. Water is about feelings. Water is about rebirth. And I don't know about you, but we need some rebirthing going on around here. And yeah, I feel like I'm in labor right now. Oh yeah, I've been in <laughs> I, I've been in labor for a while, off and on my entire life. Um, but the element of water is so powerful. It's peace too. So you know, one of the rituals I use for water is just daily you taking a glass of water and you know just imagine as you drink it that you're moving peace throughout your entire body i mean it's such um so simple but yet so powerful yeah and the flow of water and just how we are water right we really are water yeah and we're moving into a fire year which fire totally familiar with fire yes so fire is vision passion, connection to ancestors, to God, to whatever you believe in, you know, the bigger calling and really, you know, not setting it on fire, you know, <laughs> a nice, easy burn, right? Or, you know, embers. Look, you know, totally so. get it. I mean, my indoctrination into one of the traditions that I learned was to be a fire, a fire keeper, but a sweat lodge fire keeper to heat the stones for the lodge and then to bring the stones wow. in the lodge. Now, Beautiful. people, if you've never done a, if you've done, never done a traditional sweat lodge, trust me, there are no lights inside. And I thought for sure I was not going to make it. You know, we all get that indoctrination to fire in our own ways. And part of my journey is my mom died in a fire. Ooh. So, you know, to when your elder says to you, you're not drumming today, you're doing that. You usually don't get away with saying no. 
But tell me about this medicine wheel tradition, because you incorporate five different elements, and they're powerful. Now, people will read the book to get more details of this. But there's something about a medicine wheel that is so hard for even I I can't describe it. What was your lesson with the wheel? I mean, I guess what the biggest lesson was, is that I am a medicine wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, interview over. (laughs) I I have all the elements within me, right? And then we have the beautiful elements of fire, water, earth, mineral, nature, and then air surrounds it all. And that we, it's a part of us. It's inside of us. It's a living part inside of me. And it's also on the outside. It's how we survive in this world, right? Is through the elements. And um, we need each and every one of them. And that in her tradition, you would be a part of an element, right? Would be your clan, but you always had all of them. So if I'm a fire in her tradition, the fire element, so I can see the bigger picture, you know, she used to say, slow down to me, slow down. You're moving too fast. You think people are going to get it and you you're way ahead and you've got to slow it down, Susan, so that people can hear what you have to say. I'd be like, what? I have to slow it down. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Because I'm always running fast and I'm running so fast. That I came in, th- she used to laugh because I came three months early. My, my poor mother had me three months before she was supposed oh, to. Oh, wow. In order to be a fire person. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be a nature person if I had had the nine months. So, I mean, I'm fire. It, 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 each year has a different energy, but yeah. we have them all. And because we have them all, we get to work together in community. So that each of us can be empowered to really live our lives fully and our gifts in a bigger way. Hmm. You have to have an understanding of the elements. I mean, how do you feel that it's open to you up as a person? I I can't think of a different word. I mean, maybe that's vague. I mean, I think it's given me um, more a connection to, uh, to the nature nature part of me. And I think, um, it's so easy to live, um, more isolated or not connected to the elements. Uh, it's helped me to feel like, Oh, as I watch that flower open, I can imagine myself opening or what do I need to plant, Mm -hmm. you know, into the, into the earth or, how can I get grounded? Yeah. I'm feeling out of touch, right? And so it's it's given me a way to be more connected. Isn't this one of our greatest challenges in the world we're living in today? I can't imagine us in five years, but what I mean by that is as we evolve, and I think you talk about this in the book too, is that we've stopped recognizing and living our relationship Um with the elements and we take water for granted we take air for granted um i was shocked i follow uh greta greta thunberg around i've been following her since she opened her mouth pretty much and i watched what happened to her this past year with people threatening her family with death threats and yet just like Malala Yousafzai, just like you, just like Savampu, just like so many others, 
if we strengthen our relationship with the elements, no one can steal our power from us. And if we strengthen ourselves within ourselves and being true yeah. to who we are and what we're here to do, mm-hmm. nobody can throw you, you will stay grounded with the earth. Yeah, it's really an interesting dynamic. I think you talk about, you know, this dynamic that happens that help us helps our self-esteem rise as well. Um, Susan, I can't thank you enough for day, today. The hour has gone so quickly. Wow. Um, I'd I love to know your personal message and please tell people how they can get a copy of the book. Go to walkingwithsabumfu.com. It's S-O-B-O-N-F-U.com. Uh, it's an interesting, I said her name wrong for the first year I met her. She didn't even correct me. So <laughs> I was like, it's just a beautiful story about a wonderful woman who changed the trajectory of my life or made me probably do what I was called to do in my life. And um, I'm always so blessed to be here with you, Dr. Pat. My, my, my healing has been to be with people like you who help to bring the world forward and to see it from a different perspective. So my other website is livingyourgifts.com too. So, and wisdomspring.org. I've got lots going on. (laughs) Well, thank you. What's your personal message? And the, the feeling is mutual. It's so wonderful to be able to learn from you and take this journey. What's your personal message? What would you love to leave us with today? Don't play small. And we each have something to do for the world, not just for our individual families, but for humanity. And don't let the fear run the show. Boy. Yeah. As once said in a blockbuster movie this year, I'm going to do it, Benny. I'm going (laughs) to do it, Jacob. Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. Susan Huff, everybody. Walking with Sabampu. I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And we're hoping to be able to get that beautiful prayer pulled out of the show that Susan did. And we're going to send it to her so that she could do with it, share it, and much more. Much love to you, Susan. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Dr. Pat, as always. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you all out there for being the best audience on the planet. We'll see you next time on Transformation Talk Radio.